You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blogoftheboys.com. My name is RJ Ocho. You know me, of course, from Blog of the Boys and from right here, your humble host on The Ocho. We appreciate everybody who is joining us live on the Blog and the Boys YouTube live stream. Make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. This conversation will be recorded and put out as a podcast episode on The Ocho. The Blog and the Boys podcast network is available on all major podcast platforms. Simply search for Blog and the Boys if you can leave a rating, write a review. Those things make us very happy in our Corazones. Like the news we are here to celebrate today, it is Monday, March 8th, 2021. And ladies and gentlemen, it has happened. Dak Prescott isn't going anywhere. No, no, no. Dak Prescott is here to stay. He is the Dallas Cowboys quarterback for the foreseeable future, and we have a lot to discuss and a lot to celebrate. We welcome those of you who are joining us live. Shout out to the early arrivals, Jesse Dominguez, Nick Vetter, Joseph Ruiz, and Bobby McCrary uh, getting in before everybody, filling up, filling up the house before the lights even really kind of turn on bright. We appreciate that. Look, uh, the NFL's franchise tag deadline, as we have discussed, the last time you heard from me here on the channel uh, was a video that we did and a conversation that we had talking about how this week was going to go one of three directions for the Dallas Cowboys. They were either going going to pull this off and pull off a long-term extension with their quarterback of the future, Dak Prescott. We thought that that was certainly possible, but not necessarily likely, which is why we are surprised in a very happy sense. Uh, the most probable outcome this week, I think we all agreed, was that the Cowboys would place the franchise tag on their quarterback for the second year in a row, a franchise tag at the value of $37.7 million due to the 120% increase off of his franchise tag last year, a value that was $31.4 million. Obviously, another potential outcome here could have been the Cowboys not choosing to place the franchise tag on Dak Prescott. They will not be doing that, but not because, um, you know, they don't believe in him because they have a long-term deal with the quarterback. Now, uh, an important point just of NFL clarification, it appears as if the deadline might not even be Tuesday after all, uh, because the NFL has not officially set the salary cap for the season yet. We know that the floor for the cap is going to be $180 million, uh, but because the actual salary cap has not been set, it was expected to happen by Monday at the latest. Well, Well, the NFL might have to extend uh, the deadline for teams to place the franchise tag on players. And you know what? Who cares? Extend that deadline, maybe because we do not need it. The deadline means nothing to the Dallas Cowboys. They now have their quarterback of the future again under contract for the next four years. Let's talk about this. Adam Schefter had a lot of tweets, all right? And we're going to corral all the most important information that you need to know right here because that is our job. Our job is to serve you, the loyal and smart and intelligent, handsome and beautiful, I might add, Dallas Cowboys fan. Adam Schefter's tweet, Cowboys are still placed, excuse me, Cowboys still are placing the franchise tag on Dak Prescott on Tuesday as a procedural manner per source, which means they cannot tag him again in the future. Now, this is a technical thing because Dak Prescott, if he does not have a contract with the Dallas Cowboys, look, he's not getting tagged. I mean, it will happen, uh, but he has to have a contract of sorts that ties him to the organization on Tuesday. So if you know the Cowboys cannot ultimately get this actual pen to paper on Tuesday, they have to have this just as a literal placeholder. The Cowboys did announce that there will be a Wednesday press conference to commemorate the contract with their new quarterback. Adam Schefter noted, of course, that the Cowboys are giving Dak Prescott a four-year $161.60 million deal, including a record $126 million guaranteed. The first three years averaged $42 million per year. All those people who said that Dak Prescott was not going to get $40 million a year, look where he is now. Now, Dak Prescott, 
that, of course, obviously is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, and now he is very, very, very wealthy. By the way, shout out to some late arrivals, Alfonso, Ecuador, Mon, uh, we've got Rick joining us, Sanusi, Austin, hope I'm not mispronouncing any of these, uh, but we are going to get to all of your questions. In fact, if you have some questions, leave them in the YouTube live stream and we will get to them. Questions about the deal, questions about what this means for the Cowboys moving forward. We are here to serve you, people. It's time to celebrate. Get, you know, Crack open whatever you want. I'm, I'm hitting the hard stuff tonight. Got a diet sun-kissed here because uh, I'm feeling sprightly. But either way, four-year deal, $160 million for Dak Prescott, $126 million guaranteed. The average, again, $42 million per year. This is technically, technically, and this is where the Cowboys kind of, you know, if you want to call it winning, is technically a six-year deal that can be voided to four years. So that gives the Cowboys the flexibility to stretch out, to kick the can down the road like we have seen them do. They create salary cap space by triggering things, turning things into roster and signing bonuses. We've seen them do that with Tyron Smith's deal year after year after year, and now they have the ability to do that with Dak Prescott's contract, which is something that they have really wanted all along. Um, that is something that obviously, you know, was a driving force and a propelling force behind the Cowboys wanting this to be a five-year deal a year ago when negotiations got to a point that, you know, ultimately they led to a franchise tag. But this deal includes $66 million to sign and $75 million in year one, the most in NFL history. Here is where Dak Prescott deserves. Wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, unless you're driving, keep both hands on the wheel. Let's give Dak Prescott a big old round of applause because the deal includes a no trade and no tag clause. This is a big win for Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott now controls his future outright. When this deal ends for Dak Prescott, he will be 31 years old. 31 years old, all right? That's an incredible age. That's my age, no big deal. But 31 years old, which means he will still be in the prime of his NFL career, likely still maybe even hitting the prime. You look at today's NFL quarterbacks, obviously playing into their 40s. Who knows what Dak Prescott's future holds? This is a very similar situation that encircled Matthew Stafford when he was originally, obviously, with the Detroit Lions. Matthew Stafford did have the luxury not only of being the number one overall pick, but being the number one overall pick in the 2009 NFL draft before the NFL had the rookie wage scale that limited what rookies could ultimately uh, make, of course. Mary Yee Don Yeezy says, what up, RJ? Arlene Rodriguez so so excited and happy. Terry Mason says, I'm so excited. Now get him a defense. We will get to what the Dallas Cowboys need to do moving photo, but I do want to share this. If you haven't seen it yet, I mean, just, just be prepared for your heart to sing, and if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see it right now, but I'm sure you've seen it Follow me, follow the Blog and the Boys account on Twitter. Tad Prescott, Dak Prescott's brother, uh, has gone to bat for him, has fought for his brother publicly uh, many different times. Tad Prescott definitely loves his brother and shared a photo of when Dak Prescott got the news. This is just incredible. And look, I tweeted something to this effect uh, a little bit before we jumped on here. And if you do not root for Dak Prescott, I'm not trying to say that you're wrong um, but you are flat out wrong, all right? This is a guy who has, by all measures, by all accounts, by all objective points of data and evidence, done things the right way. He has carried the weight of the world on him as an NFL player at the center of the Dallas Cowboys, obviously took over the job that he has now in a very awkward circumstance with Tony Romo back in 2016. He has done it the right way. He has been an incredible role model. He has donated to causes both local and nationally. He has been the face of the team that makes being the face of it an extremely difficult proposition. And all the while, he has kept his head down. He has done things that he believes are right, and he has now worked it out to the point that he is rather, rather rather wealthy. Now, Joe Pettis has explains the six-year, two-voidable part. The Cowboys and Dak Prescott, as mentioned, let's throw this uh, tweet back up here. Uh, excuse me, this is the wrong tweet. Let's get the other tweet up here. Oh, goodness gracious. Let's get back over here. Uh, I think this is, uh, here we go. Let's get this. Here we go, right now. Uh, we're, we're moving on the fly, everybody. Dak Prescott's deal does include a no-trade and no-tag clause, which is important. This two-year voidable deal, all right, is technically a six-year deal that can be voided to four years if the situation befell itself where this contract needed to be four years, it can be. You can look at um, a current example of this is Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, the Philadelphia Eagles tight end, who's in the NFL news cycle right now, actually, because it seems like the Eagles are either going to trade him or cut him, whatever the case may be. Zach Ertz, his current contract technically has three years left on it as well, uh, but there are two void years. They're really just dummy years. They're, the years are only there if absolutely necessary for whatever reason, but the Philadelphia Eagles haven't touched those when it comes to Zach Ertz, so they really are non-existent. So Zach Ertz technically only has one year left in his deal. These years are only going to be there if the Cowboys need to tinker with them. Obviously, we think that they will, but the salary cap is seemingly going to go up and up 
and up and up. Joseph Ruiz says, do we think the Cowboys finally value the safety position this offseason? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right, look, we're going to talk about all this. Uh, but ultimately, um, look, that, look, that's actually, let's get this back up here. Um, this, uh, this, this, well, we've got this on here. Goodness gracious, excuse me. But this deal, this is important. In fact, this is the tweet I'm looking for here. Um, Dak's salary cap number. Here we go from Adam Schefter. Dak's salary cap number for 2021 is going to be $22.2 million. All right, now, had Dak Prescott been franchise tag, and again, this will happen in a procedural sense, but had the Cowboys tried to go at this with Dak Prescott on the franchise tag for the 2021 season, we've talked about this a number of times, that value would have been $37.7 million. So the fact that the Cowboys now have him on the books, we're talking about the value that is on the books, in the books, however you want to look at the books, whether they're e-books or physical books, whatever the case may be, that value is now $22.2 million. Now, I know that we have all said some things about the Dallas Cowboys, but they are not complete dummies. They surely budgeted for the franchise tag value because let's be honest, they came about 24 hours, we think, um, you know, close to having to actually place the franchise tag and maybe carry it out with Dak Prescott. So the Cowboys have room for the franchise tag at the very least. So you look at that quick math that Adam Schefter was kind enough to do for you. That is $15.5 million that the Dallas Cowboys suddenly have because they got this long-term deal done with Dak Prescott. This is something that we've been saying for two years now. If you do this, you can you can kick this down the road. You can prorate it. You can extend it. You can whatever term you want to put on it. You can spread the impact of the deal out of the signing bonus of the overall guaranteed money out over the life of the contract so it doesn't hit you all at once. That's the one killer about the franchise tag is that it is fully and completely guaranteed, and a franchise tag is a one-year deal. So the value of it, last year when Dak Prescott was on the tag for $31.4 million, the 2020 Dallas Cowboys had to absorb that value all at once, and they would have had to have done it again here in 2021. But because they have adjusted that, they now have $15.5 million that they were seemingly budgeting for Dak Prescott that now they can apply to different areas. Maybe it is a safety. Maybe it's a defensive end. Maybe it's a defensive tackle. Maybe it's you know an offensive tackle. Maybe they want swing tackle depth whatever the case may be. We know that the Cowboys obviously hold the 10th overall pick in the draft. They could go a number of different directions there. Do they want to go cornerback with Caleb Farley or Patrick Sertain? Do they want to take one of the tackles and Rashawn Slater or Panay Sewell? This is, this is setting up, and, and this is an important thing. I want you to hear me here and watch me here. You cannot waste this money if you're the Dallas Cowboys. The whole point in getting this done with Dak Prescott, besides obviously establishing having the best player on your team for the foreseeable future, the point in doing this is to alleviate this salary cap space now. And I don't like the term win now. If you watch this often, you know that. But you look at the state of the NFC East, it is basura. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles are a disaster. The New York Giants still think that Daniel Jones is legitimate. The Washington football team has a great team, but is void of the most important position in the game in a quarterback. Maybe they get somebody this cycle, as we all expect quarterbacks, to change teams at a higher rate than usual. But the case in point is that the Dallas Cowboys are now, we're going to see this all day on Tuesday, by the way, and we'll talk about it, of course, but they're going to be the overwhelming favorites to win the NFC East, right? And you think about the confidence that they play in. I mean, who is really a, a contender in the NFC? And I mean that with all due respect to the reigning champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but you've got the Bucks, you've got the Green Bay Packers, and then who scares you? I mean, maybe the Rams, maybe you do believe in Matthew Stafford, but the point is, think about the AFC. I mean, the AFC has the Bills and the Ravens and the Chiefs and the Titans and the Steelers and the Browns. I mean, you could go a number of different ways there. The Colts there, if Carson Wentz ends up getting his act together. And so the Cowboys play in the weakest division, in the weaker conference. And so now they have this opportunity to really kind of take charge of their future in the here and now. They have $15.5 million that they weren't necessarily planning on having. Use it. And if they don't use it, it is all for naught. So I mean, we are all imploring the Dallas Cowboys to ultimately use this salary cap space. This is a very, very, very luxurious gift that they now have been afforded that they didn't previously have. So shout out, of course, to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, let's see here. Let's move on. I want to talk, uh, of course, about the bonus that Dak Prescott got because, well, it's stupid large. I mean, it's amazing. Dak Prescott has now the largest signing bonus in the NFL. You look at it. Joe Flacco, once upon a time, got $40 million. Matt Ryan, 46 and a half. Remember, if you're on the fence about this value, we've talked about this before as well. Matt Ryan became the first quarterback in NFL history to average over 30, he had 30, but to average at least $30 million per year with his new contract that he signed with the Atlanta Falcons in 2018. That was three years ago. All right, now Dak Prescott signed a four, six-year deal, whatever you want to call it. It was three years ago that Matt Ryan signed that deal. He was the first quarterback 
to hit the $30 million a year mark. Dak Prescott just hit 40. But the reality, and we've been saying this forever, is that there are so many deals coming around the bend. Josh Allen's got to get paid. Lamar Jackson's got to get paid. Baker Mayfield's got to get paid. Next year, Kyler Murray's going to have to get paid. The year after that, it's going to be time for Joe Burrow to finally get paid. And when all of those players get paid, this $40 million a year mark that Dak Prescott got, this $126 million total guarantee, this $66 million signing bonus, all these things that are currently the top of the NFL, the most in NFL history, that's the verbiage and the, and the terming that you're hearing associated with this. And it's all literally true, but it's all going to get pushed down because all of these players on this list, Joe Flacco, Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford at 15 million signing bonus, Aaron Rodgers, 57 and a half, Russell Wilson, you know, not going to be a Dallas Cowboy now, by the way, $65 million, Dak Prescott topped that. All of these quarterbacks in all likelihood will top that. That's the reality of the NFL. Things are always moving in one direction. It is up because the NFL is a world where the market always rises. We now live in our present moment in a time where the salary cap did not rise because of the global pandemic that we are all continuing to fight. However, prior to COVID-19 and the impact it had on the NFL salary cap, the salary cap continued to grow by like $10 million every year. So it's fair to assume that things are going to continue down that trajectory when the world, God willing, gets back to normal. And Jerry Jones obviously knows that the television contracts for the NFL are coming around the bend, the new ones, and they're going to create a lot more salary cap space, which makes this all the more palatable. We've got Delunatic says on YouTube, uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven fire emojis. I'm going to go ahead and say that's how many Super Bowls Dak Prescott wins with the Dallas Cowboys. Chill. It's just a joke. Finally, now we roll with four for number six and more. Go Cowboys. I agree. But this is awesome. These are the things that it kind of comes down to, right? Like you've, you've made a deal before, right? Like you've, you know, I don't know, traded Pokemon cards or something. And whenever you're making a deal, you want to make the person you're making the deal with feel good. Dak Prescott is a top every single list, you know, that there really is, except for now Patrick Mahomes. Let's take a look, of course, at quarterback contracts with our updated Dak Prescott new contract. Dak Prescott now has a $160 million total contract. But remember, Dak Prescott's deal is for four years, six years, again, call it what you want. Patrick Mahomes' extension with the Kansas City Chiefs that he got last year is for 10 years. And so Dak Prescott makes $160 million over the life of this deal, more than Deshaun Watson, more than Russell Wilson, more than Ben Roethlisberger, more than Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz. Obviously, Goff and Wentz are now on different teams. The average per year, everybody was saying, in fact, shout out to friend of the show, friend of blogging the boys, Jane Slater. On August 12th, 2019, Jane Slater tweeted that she could report that Dak Prescott was turning down an offer for $30 million per year and that he was requesting $40 million per year. That was August 12th, 2019. Lots of people laughed. Lots of people quote tweeted that tweet, said, no way in hell is Dak Prescott going to get $40 million per year. Take a look at your screen, baby, because Dak Prescott is getting $40 million per year. We've been talking about this. We looked, obviously, at the state of the salary cap and what the Dallas Cowboys were betting against. The Cowboys gave Dak Prescott $31.4 million last year. They were slated to give him $37.7 million this year. The salary cap figure for next year was going to be $54.4 million if things ultimately got to that. Those three values put together were $123 million, and because they are the franchise tag, were fully and totally guaranteed. That is why that right column that you are seeing, that one 26 with all those zeros that had to be higher than 123 because Dak Prescott already stood to make 123 million dollars the Dallas Cowboys had to bend and they bent in a number of different ways yes they got the deal potentially you know squeaking out to six years but they gave him 40 million dollars per year they gave him over 125 million dollars total guaranteed they gave him a four-year deal if it ultimately comes to that and they gave him a no trade clause a no tag clause he has all of the control and will have it all again once he hits the age of 31 four years from now this is a great reality for the Dallas Cowboys obviously to live in look I know you're looking at this chart and you're panicking you're saying man it's so much money oh my gosh what are we gonna do how are we gonna do this what's gonna happen oh my gosh look again Deshaun Watson who's below Dak Prescott got his contract last year. Russell Wilson got his contract in 2019. All of these deals that you're seeing here, including Patrick Mahomes, who is above Dak Prescott, it's not a coincidence that all of these deals have been done since 2019. Again, that is the reality of life in the NFL from a financial and a fiscal perspective. The number is always going up. In a year, in two years, in three years, we are going to see Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, and before you know it, even Trevor Lawrence atop this list. And we're going to be saying, then, man, Dak Prescott's only on the books for $40 million. What a great rate. 
I know. That's all we've been trying to tell you for two years. This is the way that things go in the NFL. Look, this is great news for those of you who have joined us late. We are here on the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel. This conversation will be available on our podcast network as well. If you're on the go, if you're driving somewhere, but you ultimately want to celebrate the Dallas Cowboys having one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL under contract for the next four years, Dak Prescott is, of course, now entering his fifth year in the NFL. Um, well, no, it's 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 21 is his sixth year in the NFL. Excuse me. Got all wrapped up. These are a lot of numbers to kind of think about uh, out loud all at once, but he's got five years of service in the NFL. He's won 42 games. He's one of the winningest quarterbacks in NFL history from a percentage standpoint, 106 career touchdowns, 40 career interceptions. He averages 97.3 in terms of his quarterback rating, 66% completion rate, two-time Pro Bowl selection, beat the Seattle Seahawks and the quarterback that a lot of you wanted the Cowboys to trade for in the playoffs in the 2018 wildcard round. And if you think about it, Dak Prescott has lost two playoff games in his career, right, to this point. And we all know he got hurt last year. He lost to Aaron Rodgers, who is really good, um, and lost because of an incredible third and 20 play that he made to Jared Cook and obviously an incredible Mason Crosby field goal. I know, still stinks. And he lost to one of the brightest and highest level of visionary coaches in the NFL on Sean McVay. And he damn near got to the NFC Championship game twice with a coach that all due respect here, we all think is not very good in Jason Garrett. And so in the time since then, he has now developed as a passer, as a runner, as an overall quarterback intellectually, as a person. Um, He now has a far more superior Amari Cooper. He now has CeeDee Lamb. Um, So um, yeah, it's pretty badass if you ask me. This again is really just incredible. I want to put the deal information back up here one more time for you because this could not really have gone better for the Dallas Cowboys and and for Dak Prescott. This look, this is a win for Dak. All right, now think about this. I talked about that Jane Slater tweet. We don't have that for you, but it was August twelfth of two thousand nineteen. She said that Dak Prescott turned down thirty million dollars a year and is you know was seeking forty million dollars a year. Everybody said there's no way he's going to get it. Again, he's going to make forty million dollars a year over the the four year deal. Think about that. That's that's a difference of ten million dollars per year that Dak Prescott would not have been getting had he signed that $30 million a year offer, all right? And he's going to make an extra $40 million on this contract because he bet on himself. Dak Prescott, you know, he played... Look, people people love to equate the situation to Kirk Cousins and what he went through with the Washington football team. And it's very similar in a linear sense, right? You know, legitimate franchise quarterback in the NFL, gets tagged, doesn't cave, plays on the tag, is still highly valued, doesn't blink again, gets tagged again, uh, doesn't blink again. And ultimately, because the Washington football team could not afford the third tag and the Dallas Cowboys would not have been able to afford the third tag with Dak Prescott next year, Kirk Cousins was able to walk. The difference, and I like Kirk Cousins, but the difference between Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott is that Kirk is not this good. Um, and Dak Prescott is. Dak Prescott is a top five quarterback in the NFL in terms of who they are today as overall quarterbacks, their overall package. And so he he wielded a level of leverage that, Kirk Cousins, frankly, didn't have. And so Dak Prescott played the game, and this is a game where the house always wins, right? Like this is this is blackjack or whatever you want to call it, where the house always wins. And Dak beat the house. I mean, he really did. He absolutely, legitimately, and literally beat the house. He got this deal, and he got it with a no trade and a no tag clause. He holds all of the control over his NFL life when he's going to hit the age of 31. I mean, it's a really... <laughs> incredible situation that ultimately worked out in his absolute favor. He obviously trusted his agent. He trusted the representation around him and he got what he wanted. And the Dallas Cowboys, look, Dak won. Dak won that internal battle, right? That singular battle. Um, The Cowboys won. The Cowboys have a a great quarterback. The Cowboys have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. The Cowboys, and and we've talked so much before um, here, obviously, on on the channel and on the podcast about the timeline that the Cowboys now have operating around them, right? Dak Prescott's now on a four-year deal. Obviously, you know, CeeDee Lamb has two years left before you can look at extending him. Amari Cooper, if the Cowboys make some adjustments, if they create some salary cap space by restructuring his deal, he'll be on on what is effectively a two-year deal before you can get out of that. And this offensive line, obviously, Obviously, um, you know, doesn't have a lot of time left in its current iteration, but, you know, maybe the Cowboys do draft Slater or Sewell and, and add to that depth. Um, but, I mean, all that being said, the Cowboys signed Kellen Moore to a three-year contract extension 
just before the season ended. The Cowboys have Dan Quinn now on a three-year deal. So this timeline of sorts is about a three-year window, and that kind of lines up with everybody, right? Dak Prescott's on a four-year deal and everybody that we just talked about. And that also lines up with it's going to be a while before the Eagles are good. I mean, the Giants are going to keep falling over themselves, and Washington's the only team that you really got to beat. And even if you believe that one of those teams is going to be legitimate in the NFC East, you now live and operate in an NFL world where there are three wildcard teams. I mean, there's it's an impossibility that the Dallas Cowboys are not at the very least a wildcard team. I mean, the Cowboys almost won the division this past season in a year in which they won six games because of the circumstances and the environment surrounding their everyday operations as a football team. And so this is a win for everybody. I mean, it it really, truly, totally, absolutely is a win for everybody. Again, I want to put Dak's salary cap uh, figure up here one more time before we get into some questions that we want to hear from you from. His salary cap number is $22.2 million. All right. The Cowboys, you know, before this, you know, as we pull this up here, let's get uh, our second monitor up here as uh, as I work this live. Again, all this is live. All this is fluid. All this is is kind of how we work. According to OverTheCap.com, and I doubt that they have updated this. They looks like actually they have updated this uh, with Dak Prescott's new deal. The Cowboys are about one point. We'll round up one point two million dollars in the red when it comes to salary cap space. Whoa, freaking out! Don't freak out. Chill out. Just trust me. All right. Don't freak out because. The one difference here, and the reason this was kind of unexpected, if you watched the video that we put out on Sunday, if you read anything that we wrote at blogontheboys.com on Monday, this was kind of unexpected to all of us because if you look at the trajectory of these types of situations, normally teams that are getting ready to hand out a massive extension kind of leave you some breadcrumbs along the way, right? They uh, start restructuring other players. They start releasing other players. They release some veterans, and they create the necessary cap space for that to get done. Now, the Dallas Cowboys weren't doing that. We all thought, okay, here comes the DeMarcus Lawrence restructure, the Amari Cooper restructure. The Maybe they were going to cut Jalen Smith. I mean, whatever the case may be. We all thought that the moment we see those things start to happen, it will mean that the Dallas Cowboys are getting ready to pay Dak Prescott. And since we haven't ultimately seen those things, we were all, you know, worried that this wasn't going to happen and that they were going to have to place the franchise tag on him. But an incredible tweet from one of the NFL's more legitimate agents, David Cantor, uh, responding to a thread from Yahoo's Charles Robinson, explaining everything going on here, friend of the show, Charles, as well, noted that Jerry Jones, and look, again, we've we've thrown some stones at the Cowboys and how they've handled this situation, but Jerry Jones is certainly a bright man. And Jerry Jones knows, look, let me actually take a step back here. We saw on Monday morning, if you didn't see, I'm about to tell you that we knew, let's reset here. I can get things together. In fact, let me take a sip of Diet Sunkiss because it's a long story to get here, all right? It's not a sponsored thing, but Diet Sunkiss, if you're looking, hey, we'll say what's up. But okay, we entered this week, we entered this morning under the belief that Tuesday, March 9th, was the NFL's deadline for teams to place the franchise tag on players if they were going to choose to do so. Obviously, on Monday morning, this was a situation that really heavily centered around the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Now, on Monday morning, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reported that the NFL was not going to necessarily have the salary cap figure properly in place on Monday, which would obviously delay the deadline for teams to place the franchise tag on players. We wrote about this at blogontheboys.com. Why was this important? Well, if the NFL ultimately does this, and we're here talking on Monday evening, and we still don't know the you know final set salary cap for 2021, the deadline is going to get pushed. The deadline cannot be Tuesday because teams need to know what that deadline is before they ultimately have all the information that can technically be known to make a franchise tag decision. So maybe it gets delayed one day. The franchise tag deadline would go from March 9th to March 10th. Why is the salary cap not figured out yet, RJ? It's because the NFL's television contracts are being you know, worked out. The NFL is going to make, if you think that Dak Prescott just made a lot of money and we'll put the deal up here again for you, if you think that this is a lot of money, the NFL's television contracts are going to blow this out of the water. And so whenever those television contracts come in, that will set and finalize the NFL salary cap for 2021. Once the salary cap is finalized, then the franchise tag deadline can be finalized. Then the NFL can get to the deadline. Teams will either place or not place the franchise tag, and that will be the case. Why is that important with this whole situation? What does that have to do with the Cowboys not necessarily making any moves that would be the breadcrumbs we were looking for when it came to Dak Prescott? Well, you know who's heavily involved with the NFL's television contracts? Jerry Jones, the bright man that we mentioned. And so Jerry Jones, seemingly, Christopher Summer says on YouTube, the cap is only going up. I mean... We, we can we can connect these dots ourselves. There's no you know certifiable proof of this by any means, but this was the tweet from David Cantor. Jerry Jones has to know 
what's going to happen with the TV deals, right? Or at least has a really good idea of the neighborhood that that's ultimately going to land in. So Jerry Jones must know something that leads him to believe, you know what? I don't have to go, you know, drop my breadcrumbs. I don't have to go restructure everything quite yet. I don't have to do all that because I know the television contract is on its way, the television contract money. And so I'll be okay because I know what I know. So that's why these breadcrumbs that we normally would have seen ultimately didn't happen, which is kind of strange, but kind of awesome that we're living in this kind of ambiguous purgatory of sorts. Um, and and in this, it's this weird unknown where everything is known but not known, and it's fascinating in that sense. But that is why the Cowboys, while you look at OverTheCap.com right now, and they are $1.2 million in the red, that will fix itself rather shortly. There's no need to panic, and the Cowboys will create enough salary cap space. Again, they have $15 more million than they originally budgeted for. We'll put that tweet back up here one more time. Uh, here we go. De- Prescott's salary cap figure for 2021 is going to be $22.2 million as a Opposed to the $37.7 million that the Cowboys had to have budgeted for, which leaves them with $15.5 million in some way, shape, or form to go out and spend. Are they going to be able to spend on the big name free agent you want? No, but they are probably going to be able to get a lot of legitimate one or two year deals on players that are obviously going to be looking for work because we're going to see the NFL lose a lot of veterans on current teams because of the salary cap situation. So that is important. Let's get to some questions. We want to hear from you, the loyal listener, the loyal viewer. Number one, did the Cowboys get a good deal with Dak? If you're watching live, let's hit your responses. Let's go with good or bad. Good or bad deal if you believe the Dallas Cowboys got a good deal with their new quarterback. Not new, but you know, new contract quarterback, Dak Prescott. I'll go ahead and answer for the class. It's a great deal. Again, it's a lot of money to pay, right? There's no question about it. It's the highest signing bonus ever. I mean, it's it's the highest, it's the largest, it's the most. I mean, it's all these superlatives, but it's a good deal. You know why? because it's not going to be the highest for long and because you got a top five quarterback in the NFL on your roster. It is a great deal in that capacity. You play, again, in a sorry division, in a weaker conference. You play in a moment in time where everything is kind of set up for you to go make a legitimate run at this thing. And you got what's more than like that you got the top five quarterback and the person who can lead your team and everything like that. You got an incredible voice and energy and player, really, for your locker room, right? I mean, you you follow the Cowboys. You follow us here on Blog on the Boys. You know what the Cowboys players say. They all love Dak. I mean, go go look at Blog on the Boys' Twitter feed right now. Demarcus Lawrence, Tyron Crawford, CeeDee Lamb, Des Bryant, Chad Ochocinco, all sorts of people congratulating Dak Prescott. We've seen, uh, let's see, DC for Life says good. Mary Yee says good. Uh, Christopher Summer says good deal. Ecuador Man says bad. You can't please everybody. Uh, Anthony Herbert, uh, Harbert, excuse me, says let's go Cowboys. Bit of a mix. Uh, Jesse Clark says good. Sir Chani says good. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Arlene uh, says good. Sonu C says great deal. Jesse Dominguez right down the middle. Fair deal in all capitals. Uh, Marvin Brown says yes, it's a good deal. Uh, it's it's a great situation. It really is a great situation. Um, Rick Shue gets the MVP of the day. Uh, sorry, everybody, you all competed valiantly. Rick Shue says good now, great later. And that's the important takeaway. This is a great deal for the future of the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe you're only willing to say it's good now or fair in all capital letters, but it is going to be great. It is going to be great. Chris S is top five quarterback. Uh, LMAO with the crying laughing emoji. Yeah, there's literally like mountains of evidence to support that he's a top five quarterback. I like emojis too. I mean, my favorite emoji is actually the the one that does the like shh face um so i'm not necessarily like saying shh but he's a top five quarterback again there's like the do you know how much information is on the internet like there are so many things that we can find out about the internet all this is like free i mean and all of the evidence is out there that supports that he is a top five quarterback in today's nfl joseph ruiz says ideal situation i agree let's go to question numero dos who made the better deal dak of the cowboys i feel like um uh, God, I was going to say Howie Roseman. Um, what was the name of, his, of, of the Deal or No Deal host? Howie, um, man, somebody help me out here. How I know his first name was Howie, but I used to love that show with all the briefcases and you were playing it like all the odds. It was so cool. Um, so Deal or No Deal is not exactly what we're playing here, but who made the better deal, Dak or the Cowboys? You look at Dak again, we'll put the deal up for you uh, once again here. Four-year, $160 million deal. I mean, this is the same deal for the Cowboys, obviously. So it really depends on who you think got the most out of this. Like who, who walked away and who feels like the winner here? And I do think it's Dak Prescott because here's another thing, all right? There's $126 million guaranteed here. And I want to put up the quarterback contract graphic one more time. The total guaranteed here, Dak Prescott got $126 million total guaranteed. Patrick Mahomes got $141 million total guaranteed. 
I'm going to tell you right now that I am not saying that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to repeat this. I am not saying that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. But let's consider this. Dak Prescott got $126 million total guaranteed for the life of the contract that we found out about on Monday. Last year, the 2020 season, when Dak Prescott decided to bet on himself for the second year in a row, he got a franchise tag worth $31.4 million. That figure, total guaranteed. So collectively, through the process that Dak Prescott has gone through to get here, Dak Prescott has gotten 157.1.4, excuse me, 0.4 million dollars total guarantee. We'll call it 157, you know, for gigs. 157 total guaranteed that Dak Prescott ultimately got because he played his cards in the sequence that he did. And so in that sense, I don't know how you can say that Dak Prescott didn't win. Oh, thank you so much, all of you saying Mandel. I was I, I was going to say Roseman. I knew it wasn't Howie Roseman. Uh, but Howie Mandel, Howie Mandel is the co-MVP of the night here uh, on our, our discussion as well. So I uh, appreciate that. Uh, but I don't know how you can say that, that Dak Prescott isn't the winner. If you're measuring a winner and loser, everybody wins, all right? Everybody wins here. But in, in the discussion of who wins, wins as Jesse Clarks has decoded to Dakota Rain Prescott won. Bama fans says Dak got the better deal by far. There's no question about it. And again, especially when you look at the franchise tag value that Dak Prescott got last year. And that, look, that's a win for Dak, but that's ultimately a loss for the Cowboys. And we get accused of this all the time, right? Like, how come you want the Cowboys to lose? We don't want the Cowboys to lose. We want to see every player get paid because all players should get paid whenever they can. Get your bag. But ultimately here, it would be awesome if the Cowboys could pay players in a smart and a functional and efficient way. And had the Cowboys gotten this deal done last year, it wouldn't have taken $40 million in, in, in terms of an average per year. It wouldn't have taken $126 million guaranteed. They wouldn't have burned the $31 million they had to give him on the franchise tag last year. It costed them so much more money because they went about it this way. Shout out to Frank Sinatra. They did it my way, and maybe they feel like nothing was ultimately lost. Just, you know, $30 million, $40 million, whatever the case may be. But because they did not understand the market, and that is something that we have been saying for two years now, the Dallas Cowboys, and let's Let's put this back up here again. This is a really, really relevant data point. If you want to screenshot this, go ahead. Because Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz were the primary competitors contract-wise for Dak Prescott in 2019. And look at the values, all right? Let's just kind of take the, the middle range there, right? You know, Carson got 128, Goff got 134, Russell 140. Maybe, let's say you had gone up from Wentz and Goff. You didn't quite want to go to, to Russ territory. You could have gotten him for $137, $138 million, right? Right there, I just shaved $22 million off the total value of the deal. Carson Wentz got $32 million a year. Jared Goff, 33 and a half. Russell Wilson got 35. I mean, this this could have been done for like 33 and a half or 34. It really could have been done for that much. Meanwhile, Carson Wentz got almost $108 million guaranteed. You know, good try there, Carson. You know, ultimately you lost to Dak Prescott again. Uh, Jared Goff, the first quarterback that broke the $110 million total guaranteed. And Russell Wilson obviously came in at 107. But that Jared Goff figure, that total guaranteed, that was something the Cowboys were not going up on. The Cowboys did not want to give north of 100 and $10 million guaranteed. Guess what, Cowboys? You ended up giving $16 million more total guaranteed, and that's just over the life of the deal. That doesn't even factor in the $31 million that you gave him guaranteed last year on the franchise tag. So, I mean... There's no Dak Prescott benefited throughout this entire situation to the tune of 40, 45, 46 million dollars. I mean, he won. He won in that sense. So there's no question about it. Dak Prescott made the better deal, but it isn't about this particular deal. It's about the way he went about it. He played his cards and he won. Uh, our final question of the night. What do you think of Dak's new deal? And I'm going to put it to you in an interesting way because I'm feeling, again, I've had some diet sun kiss in a diet sun kiss sort of mood. Um, do the Cowboys win a Super Bowl? Let's start there. Do the Cowboys win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott? Because that's ultimately the measurement of this, right? Whether you think that he is capable of doing that. Do you believe in your heart of hearts when you look in the mirror, all right, the man, woman that stares across you in the mirror, does that person tell you that Dak Prescott's going to win a Super Bowl as the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? Because that's, that's it, right? I mean, I know what I believe. Because I come on here on our YouTube channel. We're on here like three, four times a week, by the way, if you want to subscribe. We're here talking about the Cowboys all the time. Um, I know what I believe. I believe that Dak Prescott can ultimately win a Super Bowl for the Dallas Cowboys. Ecuador man finally said something I agree with. Says, no more excuses. Dak has to win a Super Bowl. That's fair. 
That's the reality. When you sign this deal, when you sign the extension, when you get to your second contract in the NFL as a quarterback, so you get franchise quarterback cheddar, you got to win a Super Bowl or else it's a failure, right? Like that's that's the way this whole thing is measured, right? I mean, you have to do it. You have to. That's that's the reality. So let's see. Let's look at, at our comments here. Uh, Christopher Summers, hell yeah. All right, we're off to a good start here. Um, Chris says, Dak and the Cowboys are not even win the NFC, let alone the Super Bowl. Chris asks, you know, hey, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Maybe you need to die at Sunkiss. That's all I'm saying. Uh, let's see here. Um, Felipe has some thoughts for Chris S. So does Rick Shue. Appreciate you guys. Let's all be Let's all be cool. Chris S. has an opinion. And and this is, this is ultimately, Chris S. brings up a good point here because it's fair right? It's, it's fair. We can't all just sit here and be homers and say that Dak is going to win a Super Bowl for the Dallas Cowboys, right? It has to make sense. And it does make sense because the division is so bad, because the conference is weak, because he is one of the more promising young quarterbacks in the NFL. He's surrounded by offensive talent, seemingly, theoretically, and he has an offensive coordinator who is only continuing to progress and only continuing to grow in his role and likely going to have a head coach offering sometime in the future. So all that being said, the data suggests that this is possible. But here's the other thing. Winning a Super Bowl is really hard. I mean, you know, it's like the hardest thing in sports to do. It's insanely difficult. And so you can have all those things on paper, but weird crap happens. I mean, we've all been watching the Dallas Cowboys enough times to know that weird crap is going to happen. So some of this we have to accept, and we need to accept this now because when we're here on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel, we put this conversation on the Blog of the Boys podcast four years from now, and we have the conversation, was the deal worth it with Dak Prescott? All right, we're going to have to remember what we agreed to right now. You and I, we're agreeing right here, all right? There is luck involved. There, there is luck involved in the NFL. That's, that's the truth of it all. The, the, it's uh, my favorite you know, way to describe the game of professional football in America. Uh, it has been said many times by Matthew Berry, the ESPN fantasy analyst. It's, it's a game played with an oblong ball, oblong-shaped ball made of leather, right? Like, it's tough. I mean, it is insanely tough. Um, it's difficult. It's generally impossible in a lot of senses. I mean, it's so hard. Bama fans is 50-50 chance. And you know what? I would take a 50-50 chance. Like, how many teams don't even have a 50-50 chance, right? Let's, I mean, do the do the Dolphins right now have a 50-50 chance? The Jets don't, you know. Do the Bengals have a 50-50 chance right now? No, like, 50-50 sounds really bad. But, I mean, if you're telling me my odds of winning a Super Bowl are a coin flip, that's pretty good in the National Football League. And that's important to remember. And, look, it's fair to place a large amount of responsibility on Dak Prescott's shoulders. He's finally getting paid like an elite quarterback. He's, you know, we've had that conversation. Well, he's only getting paid this much, whatever. He's getting paid pennies, et cetera, blah, blah. No, that's not the case anymore. The the reality has changed, right? Like that's, that's the situation. James Cole says, yes, they will win a Super Bowl or more with Dak Prescott. I agree. And, and by the way, Rick Shue brings up a great point. Des caught it. Weird stuff happens. Totally. I mean, think about the that whole playoff run, and this has been said many times, but the Detroit Lions, you can argue, should have beaten the Cowboys. Shouldn't have beaten our Cowboys in the wild card round, right? If not for the picked up P.I. call on Anthony Hitchens, maybe Detroit wins that game. Maybe Matthew Stafford's legacy is different. Maybe Calvin Johnson doesn't retire. Maybe Ndamukong Su doesn't leave to the Miami Dolphins. I mean, you could play that game forever. I mean, what if Des catches it? What if, what if, what if the Green Bay Packers don't have like eight different things go wrong in the NFC Championship game and they go to the Super Bowl themselves? Maybe they win it. Does Mike McCarthy end up available in 2020 when the Dallas Cowboys needed a head coach? I mean, does does Aaron Rodgers, do the Green Bay Packers not draft Jordan Love last year? You could play that forever. What if Russell Wilson doesn't throw the Malcolm Butler interception? That whole playoffs is on the NFC side of things is a perfect example of why, you know, or how rather football and the NFL sees weird crap happen. I mean, that's just the reality. And so what we think of Dak Steele, I think, because this is the central question, I think that this puts the Dallas Cowboys in the best possible situation to win a Super Bowl. And I'll go full homer. I think they're going to win one through the life of this deal. All right. Now you tell me in four years, if that hasn't happened, you come back and we'll have a tuck, you and me one-on-one. But it even if you don't believe that, I think you have to agree that this puts them in the if, – if you're talking about – if the goal is to win a Super Bowl in the next four years, so you're talking about before 2025, all right, and respect how I did that because sometimes it's hard to do, like, math on years because you know how it gets super weird. But anyway, um, the time is changing this week too, so, like, everything's all up in the air. But if the goal – if we sat down, I don't know, this morning, six months ago, whatever, and I said the goal between 2021 and 2024 – is to win a Super Bowl. What is the best way? What maximizes our odds? What gives us the highest percentage chance? What gets us to that 50-50 mark? 
There is no path that gives you even 50-50 odds that doesn't include Dak Prescott as your quarterback. There's not. I mean, because the people that say, trade him to Jaguars, trade him for Justin Fields, trade, like none of these things are practical, right? Like none, none of these things are possible in, in a reality sense. None of these things are feasible or legitimate or whatever. They're just things that people say because the internet is a place where that happens. But this puts the Cowboys unequivocally in the best possible situation to win a Super Bowl through the life of this contract. And I think that in that sense, what do you think of Dak's new deal? I think you have to agree that it's the right thing to do. It's it's the only thing to do, actually. You know, it's it's not it's not a matter of whether you think it's the right, it's the only thing to do. Uh, Marvin Brown says Dak is going to show Jerry Jones he works the big money. He signs a Super Bowl win for four years. Uh, Daz Jackson says happy for Dak. I agree. Joseph says Cowboys are built to win now. I thought Dan Quinn was the best signing this offseason, but boy, I was wrong. Yeah, I mean, Dak Prescott's the best signing, obviously, in that capacity. Let's see here. Um, Sean says, will this limit their chances to acquire more talent? I, I don't think so. And look, you, you hear that all the time. And people, the, the quick um, you know, response to that is the salary cap is a myth. The salary cap is a myth. The salary cap is a real thing, right? Like it's not just this like, you know, um, like abominable snowman. It's, maybe you believe that's real. But I mean, um, it's, it's not like, you know, this thing that just floats in the air. It's a real thing. But teams can create salary cap space all the time. And something that the Cowboys should learn from this, besides the fact that they did not properly project the market when it comes to Dak Prescott, the Cowboys should learn that being aggressive is really something that never hurts you. Look at the Rams. All right, let's put this. I, I know I've referenced this several times, but let's put the um, the quarterback contracts up here one more time. The Rams gave this deal to Jared Goff in 2019. All right, the Rams actually haven't used a first-round pick on a player since Jared Goff. All right, now they don't have their pick next year or the year after that because they traded it for Matthew Stafford. And what does that tell us? What? Why is that important? It tells us that you can be aggressive in team building. It tells us that you can go for things. You can swing for the fence. It tells us that first round picks aren't necessarily always a home run proposition. Think, you know, I think we all associate the fact that, or we associate the Cowboys with being, you know, great at drafting in the first round. And they used to be, but think about the Cowboys draft picks since, since Zeke and I love Zeke, but it's a running back. 2016, they take Ezekiel Elliott, 2017, Taco Charlton. 2018, they took Leighton Van Der Esch, and obviously, you know, that's a bit up in question and in flux as well. We don't even know if they're going to pick up his fifth-year option. 2019, they didn't have it because they traded it for Amari Cooper. All right, well done. 2020, they took CeeDee Lamb. But still, the last five years, you've got one actual player picked that you're excited about. Like, of those five, you know, dudes, who's playing for the Cowboys and who's playing for the Cowboys when this contract's over for Dak Prescott? Just CeeDee Lamb, right? Like, that's the only one you're confident in. And so, what, what the takeaway here and the lesson learned from the, the previous five years of Dak Prescott, and look, we, again, have said that Dak Prescott was on the books for so low, so cheap, so moderately priced compared to other NFL quarterbacks because it was a fourth-round pick. The Cowboys had a window. They did. And to be fair, they had to carry the rest of Tony Romo's money after he obviously retired on them, and that situation just kind of was what it was. But... The Cowboys had a window where they, the Cowboys, and I, I promise we're not trying to just bag on the Cowboys, but the Cowboys literally had with Dak Prescott, young Dak Prescott, the most enviable and like most unattainable financial situation when it comes to building the roster of your football team. They had that. They had, I mean, like they had it in their hands. They had, they, they caught it like Des did and they dropped it unlike Des. And they didn't go out and do anything. I mean, they went out, you know, in that time, they signed, what, like, Cedric Thornton and Nolan Carroll. I mean, you know, I mean, Benson Mayoa. Like, that was the time to swing big, right? And the lesson to be learned is you can make moves. You you don't have to be stuck or prohibited from doing anything because you gave this quarterback this contract. Take a look again at what the New Orleans Saints have done over the course of the last five, six years. They have been up against the salary cap each and every year, but they have found ways to get creative, and that is on the Cowboys. That's where our faith goes to the Cowboys. I mean, we have to trust on them or trust in them to be smart. We have to trust, and, and you know what? I think that they have earned a bit of trust. I mean, just a bit. I mean, you know, like like a, you know, if it's a if it's an ice cream sundae, it's like one scoop. I'm giving out one scoop of trust to the Cowboys. All right, they earned it. All right, because they, I really thought, and if you watch the video that we put out on Sunday talking about the three possibilities this week, I really thought that they were going to have to tag him, and I think that that would have that would have made things very difficult. And I give them credit for understanding that and getting this done and swallowing a lot of pride because. 
as we talked about, this was a great deal for Dak Prescott, and they made it so. And that, you know, took a lot to happen. And so in that sense, good for the Cowboys. The lesson is not over, though. All right, there's still a lot to do. There's a lot of work to be done. This this roster, while it has talent, still has holes. And we all believe, I saw a lot of comments, you know, hyping up Dan Quinn, and I'm not trying to poo-poo those either. But if Dan Quinn is going to be not Mike Nolan, he has to have not Mike Nolan players. And I'm not saying, like, wipe out the whole defense, but go add, go add, go add. Use your 10th overall pick on a cornerback or get some tackle depth if you want. I don't care. Either one of those positions addressed is fine. I'm totally comfortable with that. In a perfect world, the Cowboys would trade down, pick up more assets because now they have a heavy quarterback contract on their books. But go add. Go get depth. We've all You've seen it. We've talked about it. This NFL offseason is expected to be filled with more veteran talent available for cheaper than it usually is because of the diminished salary cap. This is your time, Cowboys. You know, I, I again not a fan of this term but screw it we've had some fun I've had some died sun kiss go all in enjoy it this is your window and if you didn't believe it was your window you wouldn't have given your quarterback 126 million dollars total guaranteed with his brand new four-year deal um that about does it for us here I've had a great time talking Cowboys with you as I always do I mean it's it really is the coolest thing and I hope you agree with this that like we can come together and we're all in different places in the world and we could talk about our favorite thing in the world. Like, that's just the sickest thing to me. And so if you're a fan of what we do at Blogging the Boys, we are here many times throughout the week. We have discussions like this. We have live streams. We have film reviews. We have a lot of film reviews on our channel, breaking down different draft prospects and more to come. So make sure to subscribe if you can. Turn on your notifications so you know when we're going live. Also, if you like listening to podcasts, we have a podcast. And we have different shows that come out every single day, Monday through Saturday, sometimes Sundays if we've uh, got the time for it. But you get at least one episode every day. Tomorrow on Tuesday, you get a brand new episode of the 750. I'll be there. So will two-time Super Bowl champion Tony Casillas. We'll obviously be talking about the Dak Prescott contract situation. I'm RJ Ochoa from bloggingtheboys.com. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa, and you can do me a huge, huge, huge favor. You can have the best week of all time because this is finally behind us. Dak Prescott is a Dallas Cowboy. You are perfect. We love you all, and we'll see you next time. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.